Yeah, come on. <laughs> that little Bellamy girl knows how to do the offering. I'm going to get her to help us next week. <laughs> so, amen. All right. Last chance to get your popcorn before the pastor comes up. And, uh, <laughs> me and David were joking around. I thought it might be even better to be like the ballpark thing, you know, like popcorn, peanuts, you know, going up and down the road in the middle of Byron preaching. Hey, over here, right here. You know, excuse me, can they get by? And, uh, wouldn't be distracting. All right, here we go, Pastor. All righty, everybody okay? The Holy Spirit goes wherever you go, right? If he don't, we're in trouble, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so first of all, first order of business. You're sitting in the seat. Somebody else is going to come and sit in that seat all through this week. We want when they sit there that something happens to them. Amen? So I want you to put your hand on your seat. And I want you to release God into that seat. That God, the presence of God would touch this seat. That whoever comes and sits here, something would happen. They would get a touch from heaven. They would get a revelation. The fear of God would come into them. Whatever needs to happen in their life. Okay? That's what we want to see happen. So, Lord, we ask you to do that. That this would be a, a theater of salvation and healing and miracles. Uh, and and bad stuff that is shown on this screen, Lord, we cancel the power of that right now over people. It would just not even touch them, Lord. Bad images and bad words we condemn this morning in Jesus' name. Yeah. 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 Amen. One of the things uh, I wanted to say about the people at the theater is they, are, have, have, they really just rolled out the hospitality to us. And was very gracious to us and, and really wanted us to be here. They really did and, and really tried to really work with us. Uh, it was great, really. Uh, one thing we do need to pray for them, I was asking the guy about their business. Uh, and he said since the shooting in Colorado, their business has hit the floor. Uh, they say normally this time of year, you know, their business goes down because school starts back. You know, all the matinees they do for the children come to an end anyway it's a slow time for movies but he said since that night though it's been terrible and they've had to hire extra security you know just it's just craziness and so uh, let's just take a moment and pray for them father we just uh want to pray lord uh lord yeah we just pray you'd bless uh the amstar theater here thank you that they are gracious hosts and really wanted us to be here, Lord, and really were accommodating. We just thank you for that. It was a really awesome gesture on their part, Lord. And we ask you to turn their business around, Lord, in Jesus' name. People... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good movies, Lord. <laughs> Not bad ones. Bring them in, Lord. Yeah, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The Lord's good, isn't he? Everybody say amen to that. Well, it's kind of been, you know, I was listening to these great testimonies of how great a week the youth had. I'm just thinking, boy, I'm glad somebody had an awesome week. <laughs> Mine was challenging, uh, and I think I've got some challenging days ahead. But, you know... 
um, it's not a bad thing sometimes to it wakes you up to really everybody in this room we are in great need of God we don't always know that but sometimes God takes our circumstances and situations and allows us to know it I would never say that God did did in, did that to our building but I'll tell you one thing, God uses everything if we'll let him. And I feel like he's used that a lot in my life to help me see the, the most important thing is I need the Lord desperately to help me. And I need God's wisdom and I need God's answers in my life. So that's a positive thing for me. Uh, we'll let you know when we hear something new uh, about the building. But... I could probably tell you with a reasonable amount of uh, certainty that we will not be in that building next Sunday. Likely we'll be here again. So, But you'll be getting... We did everything we could to inform people all the way down to... The last thing we didn't do was go house to house. <laughs> I'm drawing the line somewhere. Well, somebody came to her house. Amen. <laughs> There you go. Everybody's worked real hard. We were asking Jacob about the worship. Is it going to be all right? Blah, blah. And he just said, well, I only did this for seven years at my church. <laughs> they met in a theater for seven years. Like, oh, okay. Thank you, Lord. We don't have to concern ourselves with, with that. But lots of details around this because we've never done something like this before. Never had to. So, so it's a little bit challenging, you know. But, you know, all is well in the kingdom. Amen. And here's my, my, I am not, hey, I don't know about you, but I am not backing out one second. I'm pushing in to God. I'm not backing out. And I don't care, you know, no matter what happens, you know, I've made a decision in my heart, you know, Christ is king. I'm going to live my life that way. And I'm not going to let nothing rob me of my relationship with him and what he tells me to do. I'm not, nothing's going to rob me of that. Now, I may have to make some adjustments as I walk it out for sure. But because uh, we do have an adversary, we have to. That's always throwing these curveballs at us. But you know what? God teaches us how to hit curveballs. <laughs> he really will. Amen. And we'll hit them back real hard, and they'll quit throwing them at us, right? <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. Oh, also, we were very blessed with another. Uh, I wanted y'all to pray for. Uh, it's uh, this is crazy. I never knew such a thing exists. Pit crew NASCAR pit crew school. I didn't know they even had such a thing. But there's literally a school in Mooresville that trains people how to be pit crews for NASCAR. And they have this little track where they pull car, race cars in. They look like race cars. They sound like, And these guys run out there and change the tires and put fuel in, and they take off. You know, and the fuel is really water. They drive around the other side of the building, drop the water out, <laughs> go back and do it again. But they offered us to use their building this Sunday only today for free. Isn't that awesome? You know, there was we didn't have they didn't have chairs. They, we were nervous because there was race cars and it was I would have loved been there because it was so it was a fun place. It really I thought this is fun. We need fun. But uh the chair situation, I was a little bit nervous about, you know, people who get carried away want to crawl in the race cars and break and stuff and but Lord bless them. Well, uh, pit, Lord, we pray for them, the pit crew school, because their heart was very generous also. And so we pray you would bless them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. They literally have a full gym in that place and a personal trainer 
And everybody has to go through training to be, you know, work, work out, lift weights. and It's crazy. How many push-ups can you do in two minutes? And, you know, I, I've never seen such a thing in my life. I didn't know. You know, I thought people just went out there and that were strong people and lugged these tires around. <laughs> Amen. Are y'all all right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm on, this is great, man. The seats are great. I'm, fat, I'm concerned that we might say we don't like our chairs in the church no more. We want these chairs. The screen is big enough for me to even see it without glasses on. <laughs> so, <laughs> whoo, have mercy, Lord. And, okay, here's the last thing, and I'm going to stop because I have to, we, have to, we have to end at 11. We had to be completely out of here at 1130. Now, several people have told me, Byron, you listen, hey, this is no different from the first service because we never get out to 11 anyway. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> but I want to thank everybody who did all the work to get this together, you know, and just be praying for our building. We went over there last night. Becky and I did got a lot of this children's stuff to bring here this morning. It made me sad, man. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It made me very sad to see our building sitting there uh, broken as it is right now. But we have great people working on it. You know, the, I mean, some of the best people are at, in there working and trying to help us. And hopefully we'll get all the answers and get it resolved in a, you know, reasonable amount of time. But we don't know what that is yet because uh, they have to tell us once they understand exactly what the problem is, which they don't really understand yet because they've got to tear it all apart to see it. So David Rummage has been the main guy. Pray, keep praying for those guys for safety. Now, they got it all shored up now. They've got it shored up where it won't, they ain't going to worry about it falling in. But it's still a lot, of, a lot of stuff. So we need lots of prayer. But Jesus is still the king. All righty. So i got 29 minutes. i got to hurry. And I do have a clock here on this iPad of Tony's that I'm using because he has a recording app in here. So... Anyways, what I'm going to, I've got this message I'm going to give you that's going to be short and sweet in 28 minutes now. Uh, it's about the Sermon on the Mount uh, because it's the greatest sermon. Uh, it's, the, it's the detailed teaching that Jesus gave on the kingdom of heaven. Okay, that, it really is. That's what it really, it really reveals what the kingdom of heaven looks like from an inward heart attitude perspective and how it really works uh, and really what it, it does is if we can allow what he teaches to become a part of us then we are able to access the kingdom of heaven it really will enable you to see the kingdom to walk in the kingdom and to understand how the kingdom kingdom works it's really the attitude of jesus heart really what he's revealing on this sermon on the mount He's revealing his heart. He's revealing how he responds to life and situations and circumstances. And, you know, there's a lot in there. It's prayer, fasting, uh, you know, uh, giving, all of the whole thing. He, he shares how he feels about it. Okay, so if we really wanted to know what the Lord feels about something, it's, it's right there in those three short chapters. And they really are not something we strive for. None of this is something we strive for. They are something we allow to become a part of us in our life because it's in us. It's something we just allow. We don't strive for this. We allow it. It's not some kind of rule or standard we're trying to live up to. It's something we're allowing to come forth in our hearts. Are y'all are y'all following me so far? 
Now, we live in a fallen world, obviously, and we live in a world where Jesus promised us that we would have trouble. There would be difficulties. There's an adversary still roaming around in the world that's trying to resist us, trying to, you know, throw obstacles at us, trying to discourage us, you know. So this really will help you and I when we find ourselves, in difficult, especially in difficult situations, in troubling situations, but it's also meant to help us as we live our daily lives. It really is. It's not just for the troubled times. It's for all times, okay? But I'll tell you, when you get in troubled times, if you're, if you're a wise person, you go to looking for what's the Lord's heart in this. And, and of course, He'll speak His heart to you, but He also has revealed a lot of uh, His heart in the, in the Scriptures. So the first part of it is the, what is known as the Beatitudes, Okay, the word beatitude is literally a Latin word. I know some stuff Latin this morning. It's the Latin, Latin word, Latin. I guess that's the way you, Latin, or like Latin, Latin, set with a T instead of a P. It's the Latin, Latin word for blessedness, okay, or happiness. That's, that's really what it is. And it's what the Lord wants us to really see is how blessed our lives really are, okay? And how happy our lives can really be when we begin to, to really see what, how He's already blessed us and begin to see life from His eyes. Are you following that? So it's a, really that's the reason I was saying, Lord, I need some blessing in my life. You know, I, I, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for some blessedness in my life, and this is this is where where I'm finding that. Uh, it helps us to really look at our lives, okay, when we're in a difficulty or or, or whatever, from His perspective. It's, it's how God sees it, and so we need to uh, to really uh, see life and see situations like we've gone through, like you've gone through, like I've gone through, like our church is a church body is going through. We need to be able to see it. How God sees it. Otherwise, we're not seeing it correctly. We're seeing it from deception. We're seeing it from distortion. Amen? So, I'm just going to read uh, a little bit of the Beatitudes, the blessedness, and and just in a a little bit here and just talk about them just very briefly. Amen? Are y'all good? I've said that two times. Somebody asked me Sunday, are you good, Byron? I can say I am. All right, uh, and I'm reading out of the Message Bible. It's not up there yet, but it's going to be up there. I'm reading out of the Message Bible because I just love the, I love the color that the Message Bible gives. Hey, well, let me just tell you this little joke, okay? That I, now I heard this from a black man, okay? This is what happened to this man when he was a little boy, young man in, in school. Uh, his... A PE teacher said, Joseph, you got two problems in your life, son. Number one is you are very undisciplined. And number two, you're colored. He was a black kid. Okay, and he thought, colored? Now, let me get this straight. When you were born, you were pink. When you get jealous, you turn green. When you get mad, you turn red. When you die, you turn blue. And you're calling me colored. He said, don't get me wrong, I love white people, but they got it wrong. White people got it wrong. Y'all, white people, are the colored people. I just thought that was pretty funny when I was thinking about it. 
you know. So, ladies and gentlemen, back in the day, they used to call black people colored people. Well, we were wrong. We're the colored people. <laughs> Us white folks. Anyways, thank you, Jesus, for all colors of people. Amen. Amen. I mean, yeah. So, uh, verse 1, Matthew 5, verse 1. When Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. Okay, so that's really what the Lord is really wanting us to do. That's really the beginning of lifting your vision out of here. It's getting it into another place. In the Bible, you know, hillsides, mountains can speak of great revelations or they can speak of problems, depending on how the context is. Those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Okay, now that's really what it's going to take for you and I really to, to really walk in all this. Is we, you know, it's our heart. Now, I just want to say this. We, this is what we believe and what we really try to cultivate. And I just want to make it clear, just in case you don't know it. You should know it if you've been around here. We don't ask for commitment to the church. We're, we're saying let's be committed to Christ. He, he is who we're committed to. We're not committed just to a church. I mean, that's the, the, the outcome of being committed to Christ. But we're not asking people to like make this commitment to, the, to this, any church or any organization or anything. We're calling for people to make this commitment in their hearts to, to following Christ, being apprenticed to Him. And as we do that, then all these secondary, lesser commitments will be in order in our life. Amen? Even, even down to the marriage between a husband and a wife, if, if there's not a commitment to Christ, it's, you know, every time, we do a we every time I do a wedding, if, if, if I'm allowed, I always ask the people to make their commitment to Christ, to, to make a confession of Christ. Because, you know, marriage is, is hard, you know, and without Christ, it's, it's near, well, it is impossible to really have a, a really great marriage apart from, from the Lord himself being in, in the marriage. Amen. So um, the committed climb with him. So we're going to, sometimes God calls us into places to sort of climb up, go up with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions. Okay, now, if you go all the way to the very end of to the Beatitudes in, in chapter 7, you'll realize there was another group of people that were there also. There were the committed ones. But then there was this outer circle of people who were, who were listening in also because it says the crowd applauded him, uh, you know, because they'd never heard such a, such a teaching. So, you know, that's sort of what our dream is in the church is, is we're speaking to people, you know, that's how we've approached it, okay, is speaking to people who have made that commitment. But we're also hoping there are other people around who haven't made that commitment, who are listening in, in fact, we want you to bring those people into our church. I'm, you know, I know people have worried about people coming to the church and it's too loud, too wild. But truthfully, what we want to bring people in and let Christ deal with their hearts. Let, let the Lord speak to their hearts. Okay? And just like in this case, Jesus was speaking to his committed people, but there's a whole other group of people out there listening in. Amen? All right, now, here's the first one. This is what he said. Now, this is the one that has really gotten to me. This is a current one. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. Isn't that good? You're blessed when you're at the end. Anybody felt like they've been at the end of the rope in their life recently? Well, I can tell you 
Monday afternoon when the structural engineer was telling me we're going to have to condemn the building, I'm fixing to call the county. I felt like I was at the end of my rope at that moment. Okay. But you know what I found out? I found out if I could if I could really look at it right, the reason I was at the end of my rope is because I I asked to be put there. Because I've been seeking God diligently for a revelation of his kingdom. Because it says it right there. Um, it says, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there's more of God and his rule. There's more of God. And I'm going to tell you, let me, that really is a beautiful scripture right there. There's more of God and his rule, but it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be at the end of your rope. It doesn't feel good in your heart always when you are saying to God, Lord, I, I'm at the end of my rope. I, you know, or I'm, I'm praying a prayer, Lord, reveal your kingdom. Lord, I don't, I've told Becky this. I don't really think I've got a grasp on what the government of God really means in my life. And I've been seeking God, reveal what your government really means, Lord. Suddenly I find myself in a situation where I'm at the end of my rope. And what Jesus is saying, hey, you're in a blessed spot, son. Because your prayer is being answered. It may not be answered the way you wanted it to be answered. But I'm answering your prayer. You're at the end of your rope. You're blessed because now now I can come for more in your life. And I can begin to reveal my government in your life. I can begin to reveal my kingdom in your life. You know, I don't think God always does it that way. I, I pray he didn't or I would probably die. Okay? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But Jesus says, listen, this is a blessing for you to be there. You need to stop. You don't need to take the attitude that this is a terrible thing. A terrible thing has happened. A terrible thing has happened. He's not saying a terrible thing has not happened. But he's saying, you yourself, you can be blessed in the middle of this terrible thing. If you will begin to believe there can be more of God in his government. Amen. And that's really, this is the way the kingdom works. This is how he wants us to begin to see how to walk in this blessedness. Folks, it's opposite of what we think. It, it really is opposite. It's like an opposite world. But it's a very real world. Now, Tony didn't do his timer on this thing, so it keeps... I'm having to use his laptop. I said that, okay? All right. Whoo, mercy, Lord. Are we okay? You're, number Verse uh, 4, you're blessed. Now, this is really important. Uh, especially for people who've lost loved ones recently. And we've lost some loved ones recently, haven't we? In fact, yesterday we did a memorial service for Bill Hodges' oldest son, uh, Randy Hodges, who passed on. Uh, most people didn't know Randy because he never lived in North Carolina, but a lot of you know Jeremy Hodges, is the old, the, his older brother. And last... <laughs> we had a very interesting week. Last Saturday we did the uh, service for Star. Hannah, I'm glad you're here today. Okay? And we're an Amstar. Be careful. We were calling for for Star's anointing because <laughs> we believe it's available. Now we're an Amstar. Maybe somehow God's in all this. God makes me nervous. <laughs> but we did that, that great service for Star. Sunday we come to church, have a wild, good old Holy Ghost, wonderful meeting. It's going to be, we, de we declared, God has a plan for you. It's going to be wild. It's going to be great. I'm going to be in the midst of it. Uh, 
This ain't quite the plan we were thinking about, Lord. I mean, come on. Wild, it's been wild, but not the wild we were looking for. Before we know it, we were throwing everybody out there. Get out, get out. <laughs> we think something's wrong up there. Uh, something was. So the timbers were moving. We were blaming it on the worship team for a while. Like, man, y'all got too wild, man. <laughs> you broke those things finally. <laughs> But listen to this. This is powerful. You're blessed when you feel. Hannah, listen to this. Uh, any, so y'all raise your hand if you lost somebody recently. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. You guys, listen to this. Okay, this is for you. You're lost when you, you're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Now, this, this is talking about a person. It ain't talking about a building. It ain't talking about, it's talking about somebody a person that's most dear to you, only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. And see, I'm going to tell you all guys, stand up, y'all who raised your hand. Just stand up for a minute. This is, this is what the Lord wants to tell you today. And I think all of us really, but I don't, the Lord wants to tell you that He wants to embrace you. Okay? He wants to embrace you. He wants you to feel His loving embrace over, because you've lost something. And God is saying that that's the blessing in this for you, is to feel the loving embrace of the Father. So let's just take this moment. I want to pray for you. This is a true blessing for you today, and I want this to be released into your life. Father, for every person standing, we are, yeah, you reach your hands to them, touch them if you'd like. This is important. We pray right now for these people. We pray that each one of them would feel the embrace of the Father. That the loving embrace, the comforting embrace of the Holy Spirit, they would feel that love, they would feel that joy, they would feel that peace in their heart that comes when God wraps His arms around them. And we thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord. Lord, as You've taught us, just leave those loved ones in Your, your loving arms. We place these that are left here in Your loving arms today. In Jesus' name. And we thank you for it, Lord. Amen. Now, I want the church as a whole, because we've suffered, we've loved people that we've lost. Let's just, all of us receive that. Let's all receive the embrace of the Father. And I think that's really, you know, one of the joys that God has given our congregation is that we know that, that God the Father loves us. We have a revelation that He loves us and cares about us and even in our worst moments, I've heard over and over people stand up saying, the Lord's good, the Lord loves me, I can't understand this, but God is good. I will. And that's just such a powerful thing to be able to say in your worst moments. And that's really what Jesus was talking about there, knowing that embrace. Amen? Ooh, thank you, Lord. Okay. All right, number five, verse five. This is really good, too. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. You're content with just who you are. No more and no less. Uh, you know what Jesus is talking about? He's talking about your identity. He's talking about who Christ says you are. Your identity in Christ. Your identity as a new creation. Your personal identity that the Father has spoken to you. Isn't it wonderful how uh, the revelation of the Father uh, begins to bring us into understanding who we are in Christ and begin and, and bring us into knowing who we are individually. When that 
that the Father says, this is who you are. He names us. He tells us who we are. And the security and the approval and the love that gets released as we begin to learn about that and grow in that. Is, is that has, has that not been an awesome blessing in our church? I mean, that has been one of the great things for me personally is to know that and begin to become exactly what Jesus said right here is become content with who he says I am and not trying to be something more, not putting myself down, but being that and being happy in that and being blessed in that and walking in that is a life changer because God has created every person in this room uniquely. That's the moment. That's the, when you begin to walk in, that's the moment you find yourself proud owners of everything that can't be bought. I'm talking serious. I'm talking inside, things that are eternal, things that make the real difference. You know, when you begin to catch that revelation, that's the, that's a, the life-changing moment. Everything changes. Every, your view of everything changes. And now y'all are looking down on me this, today. You know, somehow we've reversed this thing. <laughs> so that, that's a part of the, this blessedness. That Jesus in the kingdom is, is being our real selves, being, being secure in that and being content in that and, and what that does for us. Okay, this is another one. Verse 6 is a great one. I love this. Uh, I love the way it's said here. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink and the best meal you'll ever eat. Now, what we've, we've thought about this a lot in the last couple of years. Uh, we've talked about it, uh, I'm talking about between our just conversations and stuff, about trying to understand spiritual hunger and spiritual thirst in the right context, in the right way, not some desperate person who's desperate for God, you know, like in a, in a negative sense, because God's given us everything in Christ already, right? But there's this thing that happens that we've, we've come to understand today our best understanding of spiritual hunger and thirst is to more, the, more, the more that God gives us, the more that God reveals himself. It's, you know, in, the, in the natural, I can sit down and eat a nice meal, you know, hot dogs and french fries and coleslaw and chili and all that, and get up just full and satisfied. Amen? But in the kingdom, what happens when, we have, when God reveals himself, we're satisfied, but it also creates something in us. For more. Oh, Lord, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, there's more to God than I could ever consume on this earth, than I could ever know on this earth. I'll tell you, the people who are most ruined, the most ruined people they are that I know, are people who've had a, a real touch from heaven. They've had a real taste of God. And they're ruined for anything else. They're ruined for church as usual. They're ruined for anything. Like, well, you know, don't give me usual. Give me God. And, you know, and when we begin to get that in our life, that's what he's talking about. You know, where we are not going to be dissatisfied with going through the motions of Christianity. We're not going to be satisfied with having a quiet time or just some little thing with God. No, we want God himself. I'll be honest with you. I'm not interested in just sitting down and reading the Bible by myself. If the Holy Spirit ain't with my Bible reading, I'm thinking, what am I here for? Because this, I can't get this. You know, I'm hungry for the Holy Spirit to reveal Himself. When you start getting revelation from the Scripture, okay, oh gosh, you just think that you can't read it if you not have, like, if it's just old dull stuff, you know, I can't do it that way. I've had times where I've sat down and it's like, God's not, wait a minute, Lord, 
I ain't signed up for this now. You know, I signed up, when I sit down with your word, it's me and you sit down together. And I hear your heart. You communicate to me. You speak to my heart. I've signed up for like those men on the road to Emmaus in Exit or Luke 24. It says, did our, not, did our hearts not burn within us as he talked to us along the road? And I believe that's what Jesus is talking about here. That's the Christian life that we all can have. We can reach for. Oh, it may not be some explosion every day. But I'll tell you one thing. My day is very incomplete without a real encounter with God. Because God is right here all the time. All the time. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Isn't the Lord good? Nothing else will ever satisfy us except the Lord himself. And I've made a decision in my heart, Lord, nothing can satisfy me but you. I'm not satisfied being a pastor, okay? I'm not satisfied with my calling. I mean, I'm satisfied in the sense of a contentment and finding God there, but it's you I'm going for, Lord. And I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, this is the real truth. I love the miracles. I love the healings. I love the supernatural. I love all the glory. But this is the truth is, without God, none of that stuff means anything. You know, I'm always, always put Him first, okay? The great thing about Him, when we put Him first, you know, as Arthur Burke taught us years and years ago, the greater always includes the lesser. But the lesser never includes the greater. The greater revelation of God himself will always include all the things that God does and how God acts. And, you know, God can be a show-off sometimes, honestly. <laughs> all right. Are we okay? Um, let me do this number seven, then we're going to stop, okay? Because it's 1055 according to Tony's iPad. <laughs> all right. This is good. You're blessed when you care. Now, he's not talking about being anxious, care. He's talking about when you begin to care about other things besides self, okay? At the moment of being careful, full of care for the people around you, full of care for the hurting, full of care for, you know, for, for the things that God reveals to you to care about, Okay, I'm not talking about getting on some burden or yoke that he ain't done. He has to really reveal that care to you. You'll find yourself cared for. You'll find yourself cared for. One of the things, uh, you know, when I was struggling, I've taught, you know, asked many people to pray for us as a church. And one of the things I consistently got was, Byron, do not worry about this church. God has preserved the church. Otherwise, Y'all be doing mass funerals this week because it all fell on you and killed you. But God preserved the church. What you need to do is just take one step at a time and walk through this thing. God will take care of the church. God has a, has a future and a calling for this church. Don't put any care over there. Put your care in just doing, handling things going forward. You know, uh, I wanted to share this. Uh, yesterday we did that, that memorial for Randy and... Uh, Bill Hodges had called, and wanted, we, you know, we were talking earlier in the week about doing a, a service, and you know, we were going to need a church building to do it in because we didn't have a building no more. And I said, "Oh, don't worry, we can get a building." And Bill was saying, "Oh, Byron, I am so sorry this happened to the Bill. I said, to, to, to the Bill, this is terrible. This happened to Bill." I thought, "Wait a minute, Bill, this is nothing, man. You've lost a son." We can replace a building. You can't replace a son. You can't replace a son. 
A son's irreplaceable. A human being is irreplaceable. You see, when Jesus talks about care, he's talking about when you, you look at the person sitting beside you, behind you, in front of you, around you, at work. That's who he's talking about caring about. See, that's what God cares about. Okay? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to save the world, not to save the human beings in the world. He's already told us he's going to destroy the whole planet. Right? He's not. He's going to burn the planet up. He's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. But in the middle of that, he wants to save me and you because he cares about people, human beings. And, and, and Jesus was saying, listen, when we are so focused on us, me, my, mine, we're not full of his care. But when we become careful about towards other people and what's going on in their life, their needs, their concerns, what's happening to them, then we will find out the Lord himself is right there caring about us. He's right there taking care of us, meeting our needs as we do that. And I can tell you the Lord does that. I can tell you he does that. Let me read this one last thing. Boy, that's great up there, isn't it? That really looks good. I mean, I, I'm impressed. I want to jump down to verse 48, Denise. Everybody thank Denise. She's back there working hard. She does a great job. And thank everybody else. So thank yourself. Just give yourself a hand. You deserve a hand. You're here. You showed up. You know, and rain is rain. We're going to get wet going to church. Oh, gosh. Maybe I shouldn't go to church. It's raining. <laughs> Usually I can just jump off and run in the door and not get wet, but. I love how Jesus finished up this, this uh, chapter. Uh, in a word, verse 48, in a, ver a word, what I'm saying is grow up. <laughs> You're kingdom subjects now. You belong to the kingdom. You and I are, are in a different world. We belong to someone else. We live from a different world. Okay? And then he says, your kingdom doesn't now live like it. I've told you these things. Now, I want you to start living like that. I told you how to do it. You can sort of copy me. You know, so, uh, you need to copy somebody's paper on a test. Copy how I did it. I cared about people. Just copy me. Everything's going to be all right. Just copy me. You, can you have permission to copy Jesus. Just copy him. Whatever he does, I'm doing it. Whatever he says, I'm doing it. You know, if he says something, well, I can say that. He said it. That, that's his heart. Okay? Just live like it. Live out. Your God-created identity. Isn't that awesome? Just live out who He says you are, what He's put in, your, in you, your new creation self, your true identity in Him. Just, he's just saying, just start living it, and these things will just naturally flow out of you. These beatitudes will flow out of you. You won't have to even think about copying. They, because your God-created self will actually just begin to just do them. They'll begin to just happen. And if they happen and you have a bad moment, your buddy will call you and remind you. I have some buddies call me this week and remind me. Uh, live generously, generously and graciously towards others. The way God lives towards you. Is that not powerful? That is just powerful. Generously and graciously. You know, we need to... Be full of grace right now towards other people. And we need to be generous towards other people. Just, just be generous. When I was in South America, 
I had a word for, for the South American. I was in this service, and I got this word about being generous. So I said, I got this word I want to give you. And I started telling the word, and Jim said, hey, Byron, can I tell them something? I said, sure. Can I tell them that you're not about to take up an offering? Because <laughs> they were sitting there like thinking I was going to take up an offering because I was encouraging generosity in them. Generosity is just not about taking up offerings. Generosity is about how we live our lives, that we live generously, that everything's not about us. We're not in the center. Christ is in the center. And as we live like Him, He is total generously. God is not wanting to withhold anything from anybody in this room. The only things He will withhold from you is things that would hurt you right now. You know, if, if you have delay in the answer to your prayer, it's because He's saying, oh, i got a better moment for it. Uh, you know what, y'all wanted, me to, y'all wanted me to heal Lazarus? I got a better deal. I'm, I'm not going to just heal him. I'm going to raise him from the dead. And when we begin to see that generous heart of God and how he's gracious towards us, we've got that generosity in us because we have him in us. We've got that graciousness in, in us, and we can allow that to be manifested through us. Amen? So... If you want to be generous and gracious, you can help Jacob and everybody move the sound system. <laughs> Let's stand up. We've got, to go. I mean, we've got to be strict here. I wish I didn't have to be strict. This is the downside of this. You're happy. You're going to get to get home and be sitting at lunch before the Baptists even get there. <laughs> you can go to your favorite restaurant and go there and get the freshest food. <laughs> yes. Yes. Get that, oh, I had it last night. <laughs> I had the hot dog last night. Well, okay. Holy Spirit, everything belongs to you. Hey. One thing Becky and I keep telling ourselves this week is that little song that, uh, what's his name? Breathe, baby, breathe. Oh, yeah. Anthony Skinner's song, Breathe, Baby, Breathe. Everything's going to be all right. So in our really tense moments, we just say, breathe, baby, breathe. Everything's going to be all right. I want to tell you that. Breathe, baby, breathe. Everything's going to be all right. Hey, it doesn't matter. We are in His hands. And no matter what happens, we are in His hands. That means everything's going to be all right. I'm believing that I have staked everything on him. I have surrendered everything. I've surrendered myself. I've surrendered this church. I've surrendered my future, my visions, my dreams, my past. I've said, Lord, you got it all. I take it to Mount Moriah. I put it on the altar. You can do what you want to with it because it belongs to you, Jesus. And I'm going to walk out of this, but I'm going to be all right because I belong to you. And I want to say, you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to you. And I encourage you to let him do what only he can do in your heart today. Say, Father, thank you for the Spirit of God that has been generously poured out upon us and graciously given to every man, woman, and child in this room. And I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would do what only you can do. Only only you can do stuff. Only you can convince us of things. Only you can comfort us. Only you can bring us into a place of true worship where we totally give ourselves to you and become those disciples who were totally committed to following you. Only you can do that. We can't do it, Lord. We can't live the Word. We can't understand the Word. We can allow the Holy Spirit in us, the Spirit of God, to fill us 
renew us, restore us, heal us, and enable us to walk this life out in victory in Christ. And so we thank you for that today in Jesus' name. We worship you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. And we give you the praise. Everybody say amen. Becky wants to say something. I just want us, before we leave, if we could just stretch across and hold hands or touch one another. And really just as a body, since we're all together under one roof, that we can really just ask the Lord as a body to give us wisdom about where to go forth, that we would have favor with the finances to fix the building, that we'd just be in unity. You know, do you remember Bob had that word seeing us coming out of the wilderness? He saw the eye of the Lord on us, and we were locked arms. I, maybe we should just even lock arms would be good, just like, you know, like this, yeah. I think that would be good. He saw that. If, you, if possible, don't do anything that hurt yourself or anything make you uncomfortable but i just want us to pray and agree because you know what bob said he said he saw the unity and the enemy enemy really couldn't get in on the on that unity and there is you really there's really nothing that can't happen that can't be accomplished with unity so so father we just ask you now in jesus name lord we're just crying out to you abba daddy papa lord to give us wisdom as a body Lord, to give us grace, to give us peace. Lord, we're crying out to you for the plan forward. Lord, we're asking you for the finances. Lord, we're asking you for every single detail. Lord, that your hand of mercy would be upon us, Lord. As we go forth, Lord, really, Lord, I just really do believe this is a new beginning. For whatever it is you want to do from this day forward, from this season forward, Lord, we disagree as a body. We say amen, yes, and amen. We say have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. We surrender it to you, Lord. And say, Lord, we want to be a people that is our, that Lord, our eyes upon you and our hearts are set upon you first and foremost, Lord. Above it all, Lord. Lord, we just say we desire you, your presence. Lord, above it all, God. And Lord, we thank you for your goodness over us, Lord. We thank you. Lord, we want to say this together. Thank you that nobody was hurt, Lord. Thank you that nobody was hurt. Nobody lost their life, Lord. And we say we just praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Woo. Yeah.